Hey everyone, how not to get scammed. That's really the theme of today's session. I'm so grateful to Rocco. How do I say your last name? Guiducci? Guiducci. Guiducci. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked you before, but he's a member okay. of the Property Investment Accelerator and also I think a friend now. And, you know, he has literally been the private detective on dozens of buyers, agents, dozens of courses, including me, who also had some not so nice things to say about me and my course previously. And, you know, so if, if you're sort of like, okay, I want to invest in property, I want to invest my next property, but I don't want to do it myself. Like I need some help, but, you know, everyone's out there to scam me. Everyone's out there to take my money. Everyone's out there to put others down. I don't know which company I can trust. I don't even know if this interview is legit or whether Rocco is a paid actor right now. If you're in that mindset, and there's literally thousands of you out there, so I, I feel you. This show is going to be incredibly useful because Rocco is going to take us on his property journey. But even before we come to his property purchases, he's going to sort of lay and expose the marketing tactics, the sleaze tactics, and the false promises that both course providers give and also buyers agents and everyone in the middle. So I think this is an unmissable session. And yeah, I'm just super grateful um, to have Rocco on. Thank you. Rocco. Wow, what an intro. Thanks for having me, PK. Look, I really appreciate it. And I'm grateful to be here with you also. Awesome. And and look, we're just going to riff. Um, so we might go into spirituality, we might go into other things, <laughs> but I, I promise um, everyone that you're, you're, you know, you're really going to get a lot out of it. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name is PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence, and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. First question, first question is, you know, you are someone who is very in touch with yourself. You're very empathetic. You're very spiritual, I would say. You're, you're very human-centered as opposed to just goal-orientated, if I can take the liberty to say. Why are you interested in investing in property as a first question? Okay, why am I interested um, I suppose like when I was younger, so I only started, I'm 29 now. I started looking in, into property when I was about 26. Um, it was just a product of my immigrant parents, essentially. You know, they they came over from Italy um, on a boat and then it was just hard work, saving diligently. Um, and then they built up their own little property uh, portfolio. And I saw that growing up. So I understood, you know, and I'm like forever grateful for seeing that as, you know, my, um, I guess, uh, yeah, that that role model to see that. and. Um, yeah, I just always saw that and I was like, okay, uh, this is probably something I need to do. It's afforded them more options now that they're, my parents are 73 years old now, heading into retirement and they're not really worrying about their super and all of that. You know, they're not freaking out because they're, they're holding properties unencumbered. Um, and if they need to, they can sell them, but they're, they're also getting the passive income from that and they're living quite comfortably. So I'm super grateful for, for them doing that for themselves, but also because 
I guess I don't need to worry about them too because they're taken <laughs> care of, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was, you know, back then. But then um, actually I don't like crypto, but crypto brought me into the world of understanding um, economics and finance and macroeconomics. So I started understanding monetary policy and how everything works. And then, and then I realized, well, investing is essentially imperative. You know, I need to do this. It's just about what vehicle do I choose now? Debt is rewarded because you're like, you know, you're freezing, um, you're freezing tomorrow's, I guess, uh, economic energy today. And it's just the way that things work. Like you're like when you're taking out debt, you're freezing today, that, that energy. Um, and yeah, it's just super important to do that. And, you know, de- like I said, debt's rewarded. So I was like, well, I have to do this. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's why I'm interested in property, but then maybe extending a little bit past that as well. Um, I just enjoy it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sort of someone that likes to look at processes. Uh, I'm a business analyst by trade, so I'm just forever analyzing stuff, mm. good and bad. So we can get into that later if you like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's also a process that can be, I guess, gamed. You know what I mean? But when I say that, like, mm. you know, you, that you can find optimization points in that process. Mm. And I think that's the way. That's the way to sort of make money or get ahead in life is. How do we game this? How do we, you know, short circuit this? How do we understand the gaps in what other people are doing? How do we fill those gaps ourselves and, you know, get an unfair advantage? Anyway, that's more conceptual business stuff. But (laughs) you knew that property investing worked because it's worked for your parents. You, you know, you were understanding the fact that investing is imperative. So you knew it worked. You knew it was necessary for you to do, but you didn't know how to do it in this current day and age because obviously the market is different today than it was yeah. you know, for maybe your parents generation yeah and and just on that point like really sorry really, yeah, yeah, really you know um it's it's so true it changed so much that i found myself coming to my parents and saying well how do i navigate this market and they like you know not because they they are incapable but because things were very different back then so my parents were very you know not willing to get into debt where everything had to be paid off and you know money had to be in the bank to feel safe it was you know more of a scarcity mindset because of their background i suppose so that you know that was kind of bestowed onto me a little bit as i was growing up and i had to really struggle to get out of that mindset and get comfortable with debt and you know i was coming to them for advice and i wasn't really getting much back so i was like okay well I need to find, you know, naturally my parents are people I can trust. So I was like, okay, I need to find people I can trust. So that's when I just started doing a lot of research, consuming and downloading as much knowledge as I can. Um, Just hopping on the internet, podcasts, videos, you know, reading property chat, just getting out there, you know, cramming information into my brain. And I guess that's that information overload as well. And yeah, really, I just, I really struggled to find like who I could trust um, essentially. So I felt like everyone I connected with, it felt like it was more about themselves rather than helping me. Um, I, I just want to cut you off there. Cause I, I just want this point to like, sorry, Rocco to, okay. to resonate with everyone. Like, you know, I can see it as well, right? Like when you're a, an aspiring property investor, or you maybe only have one or two properties you're looking to grow, you know, you've, you've started to put in some property related search terms and all of a sudden every second Facebook post is an ad or every second YouTube video that you're watching has a property ad at the start of it by someone claiming to be, you know, 
godsend or the bee's knees or you know there's just so much ads out there and there's like these master classes and there's these group buys and then there are these courses and then there are these people who are saying we'll do it all for you and then there's other people who are saying don't do that you should do everything yourself like was that where you found yourself and like what did you do next like did you literally do all those master classes, the free trainings, the strategy calls, discovery calls, one hour wealth creation tool, <laughs> you know, like just take us on that journey just to kind of really ground this for everyone. Yeah, not not really. I mean, it felt like that you had to be a part of a special club to get this inside information. It felt like the information was in a vault and you had to get like know people personally. And that really annoyed me and frustrated me with the property industry. Um, because yeah, I, I'm really someone who likes to connect with people and I can feel if I can trust them in my gut. Um, which is why like I was confused when I came across you um, and I sort of trusted you from a screen I'm like why the hell do I trust this guy from a screen I feel weird right now plus like but I'm still skeptical of his course we can get to that a bit later Um, yeah so originally I didn't waste my time a lot with that stuff Um, yeah like because I knew that it wasn't genuine and and I did go to a few of those sort of um, you know wealth creation things and whatever and connect with people but it just didn't feel good so then I resorted to well, pretty much, like I said, I started looking at 25, 26, and I'm 29 now. So, you know, it's like two, three years of me just like sifting through information, you know, like you've got, you're sifting for gold, and you're getting all the dirt out, and you've just left with the golden nugget. So that's what I did for like two, three years. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I ended up the, the first property I kind of did myself, but I kind of didn't with the buyer's agent. I had experience with those guys too. So I dabbled in a bit of everything. Um and yeah, I mean, like, let me know where you want to go from here, like buyers agencies or um, the the seminars and that kind of stuff. No, I, I, I want to really ground it because I, I want to hear your experiences of, you know, doing those seminars, um, if you can call it that. Okay. And because yeah. and, and, I think people still get trapped with that stuff. Like, you know, yeah. you see the ad and it's like, sounds good and you're like to your wife or your spouse you're like oh why not like it sounds and then you just get it's that slippery slope and their marketing yeah. tactics work so sleekly that you just you just get in right just I think talking. it's because like you're like they're selling a dream right so it's so easy to get um sucked into that sort of thing it's just like you know you will get this and you know you will have this and they're selling the end goal but then what, what that does to you as a human is when you're focusing on that stuff you're like oh my god like that's exactly what I want but it misses that entire process in the middle and all the intricacies of that process and, you know, how involved some of those things are. And, you know, your brain just goes like, you want to, you want to just like eat the cake without actually making it, you know, you just want the the reward essentially. So that's why those tactics sort of work. Um, and I, I got to a point where I was just like, I was trying to connect with people in the industry a little bit more. And I did go to one of these seminars online. It was in 2020, yeah, a couple of years ago, about mid-year. Um, and I found it on Meetup. And I got in there and I, I kind of knew it was going to be weird and a bit of a scammy sort of session, but it was one of these like snake oil salesmen off the plan sort of, you know, like they were group buying, like that sort of thing. Um, and then like, once I realized I just did a, you know, I, I mean, you guys can find this out for yourself too. Just like whoever you're going to speak to, just type their business name and just like put the word scam after it. And you know, you'll see a lot of reviews. Like if, if it's bad, you're going to see some, some weird stuff around the place. Um, so I did that while I was in there and then I realized, okay, I'm in a, like this, one of these, like, you know, scammy type seminars. And I literally just started, uh, it's kind of bad, but I derailed the entire thing. So I was asking all these questions to put the person on the spot because I knew a little bit about property at this stage. 
Um, for, you, for those of you guys that don't know, Property Chat is an Australian forum where you can like just connect with other, other property investors. And it's actually a wealth of information. But you also have to be a little bit careful there too because it's at the end of the day, it's everyone's opinions. And then that kind of... Uh, that kind of stuffed me up a little bit too, because you can, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole with that. Yeah. But yeah, I was sort of derailing the person and he was kind of getting a little bit freaked out um, of me. But I also, um, you know, I just didn't want people to get hurt essentially. And I, I, um, I went on the chat and we're on Zoom and I messaged like a few people, a handful of people and I said, search up their name plus scam. Um, and I had people respond to me and say, th thank you so much. And as I was reading through the reviews um, later on after that call, I just saw like uh, count after count of people saying I've lost my family's money. And these are like immigrants as well, mm. you know, so they come here and they hear, oh, the property dream, the like, this is the Australian dream. And then they go, this is what we need to do. And then, oh, here's, here's something, you know, here's, I've got the perfect solution for you. And then they yeah. get sucked in not knowing any better. And it's just, I don't know. I just don't like it. And I really, really hate it. It's, it really annoys me, <laughs> that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I think it's it's nice coming from you because you're you're doing it obviously for yourself, but you're also trying to kind of help others and protect them for want of a better word. And I think it's coming from a good place. So what like I want if you can, if you can experience uh, describe your experience with using that buyer's agent. You said you kind of half did it yourself, half yeah. used the buyer's agents. I mean, you know my stance on buyer's agents. Um, if you want to use them, use them, but you don't need them. Um, like what was your experience there and, and yeah, any learnings for anyone? Yeah. Okay. So the, the buyer's agent I found, um, I got, a, I got the mortgage broker. Um, actually I might quickly go into like with all of the misinformation and stuff like that with property, it was always like, you need to know how to do this, you know, strategy and people would throw these words at you. And then I would be like to myself, okay, but like, what does that actually mean? Because no one would ever explain it. So there's all these like smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I need to get a good mortgage broker who can set up my strategy because, you know, um, lending is very serious and, you know, you need to get the first property correct. Otherwise you can't chain onto the next ones. So I found a mortgage broker off property chat and he was fine. I, I guess, good guy. Um, not my mortgage broker at the moment, but, um, he introduced me to a buyer's agent and cause I was kind of looking at one at the moment at, at the time. And actually the reason why I got to buyer's agency was because it's funny. My dad at the time was like, why don't you just like buy in our suburb, you know, go buy here. <laughs> and, and I was like, and cause you know, me being me and analytical, I was thinking to myself, well, what are the chances that I'm going to invest in a, in a, in this suburb right here where we live. And it's going to be the best growth opportunity for me out of, you know, there's 15,000 suburbs in Australia. Like we all know, um, cause we're analyzing them and there's so many to go through. What are the chances? And Funny, funny enough, though, like my dad was right, that place, the, the suburb did really well. But, you know, I was just, I, I thought to myself, I need to get across investing interstate. I need to be a borderless investor because, you know, that's just a skill I need. So I thought I automatically needed a buyer's agent. Um, got connected to this guy. He had super slick um, sale tactics. Like we got on a call. He made me feel really good, made me feel really safe. Um, he was telling me essentially his sales pitch was that it doesn't matter where you buy. It just comes down to the deals. So he was saying like, it doesn't matter. Like literally we could go buy anywhere. It's about how much under market value I can get you and how much money I can make you coming into the sale. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. So I paid my retainer to him. Um, obviously not naming any names. Yeah. Paid my retainer to him. And then, um, yeah, we got, we got kickstarted and I just like, I was getting sent properties from, realestate.com and they were in all these different areas and the person was 
um, not in this, like in one place. So they were doing it all across Australia, but it was just very evident that this person was literally just had relationships with other agents who already had stuff listed. And it was probably just terrible stock that no one wanted. And it was just sitting there for a long time. So then they come to, it's like bottom fee. They come to the buyer's agents and they say, here, do you, can you get offload these to your, your customers or your clients? Um, so I just knocked back, I think maybe five or six of them. And then I said to him, um, I literally just said, look, dude, this isn't working for me. Um, I don't feel good when I'm interacting with you and I don't feel comfortable. Um, and really props to him and credit to him. He he was like, okay, no worries. Like obviously, I, probably because he doesn't want anything bad said about him hmm. um, online. And I said, look, I actually agreed to that too. I'm like, look, nothing bad, uh, you know, between us. That's it. Gave me my retainer back. We parted our ways. Right. So that happened. And that was, that was, yeah. It was a cool experience, I guess. And at the time, I already knew I wanted to invest in Brisbane. Didn't know why. I guess this comes back to that spiritual thing. I was just like drawn to Brisbane for some reason. <laughs> it was really weird. I think I said this to you the other day. Yeah. Um, and I still am in some capacity, but I wanted to, to invest in Brisbane because I was like, well, growth prospects, there's lots of uh, infrastructure going in, you know, all those things, yeah, populations yeah. growing, everyone wants to live up there. The Olympics is happening, <laughs> but that happened later. Standard but... marketing spiel that anyone yeah. can say, yeah. anyone can absorb. <laughs> But yeah, I think on some level, I was like, well, Brisbane will be probably better than Adelaide in the long term. Um, so so yeah, then I found another buyer's agent on Property Chat. And this is buyer's agent number two. And <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was actually a really honest guy. And I, like, I really respect him. Um, and he gave me a lot of his time. And we built a relationship over about a year. And I also paid my retainer to him and got it back. So that's two buyer's agents paid the retainer to <laughs> and got it back. You're just churning and burning. Okay. Any buyer's agents that are listening, like Rocco Guducci, just block him. Don't don't accept phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it I think it all comes down to like I am I'm someone that's not very impressed with lots of things in life and not even myself. Like, like I was saying to you before we started recording, hold myself to such a high standard. So I hold others to that standard too. And when they don't really meet, I get really depressed and, and I'm just like, I don't want to interact with you anymore. Like, sorry, you know, yeah. uh, but he was really good. We spoke for like a year, built a relationship and I got my retainer back. And then I went back to him and I was like, Hey, Hey man, look, I I really want to buy, you know, we're in a boom now. I've just, I like, I, I need to do it. I've been here for three years in this analysis paralysis phase and I'm really sick of it right now. Um, and, and I said, and I said, look, I am a DIY person. Uh, I like doing everything myself. I like learning the mechanics of why I'm doing things and understanding why I'm doing them. I want to know like the reasons why we make the decisions that we make. I said, I'm going to do everything myself. You know, is there any chance that, you know, like you could just, look over the deal for me, like do the property inspection for me, just mm-hmm. do the due diligence because you're there in the area that I want to buy in, et cetera. Um, I did everything else myself. I made my own little makeshift sort of property selection system. Um, probably the stuff that you were doing in your early days, like at a really basic level. I mean, it was nowhere near <laughs> sort of what's in the course. Um, I looked at my own data and I was like, okay, the data looks good in this area. So I'm happy to, to move forward. But yeah, and ended up being that uh, this buyer's agent was also did a little bit of selling on the side too. So not very often, mostly he was focused on being a buyer's agent. Right. Um, yeah, he brought me an off-market deal. He's like, the sale, uh, the the vendor needs to sell. You you want to buy? Are you interested? I ran it through my little spreadsheet and you know, across all my my factors that I had back then. I'm like, okay, looks good. Um, went ahead and then yeah, closed the deal. So that was my first purchase. So I guess, I don't know, would you call that using a buyer's agent or... I suppose so. I suppose. I mean, they they definitely. I guess it's more it, almost you've 
built a relationship with a sales agent and the sales yeah. agent has brought you an off-market deal. So you've kind of done it yourself, but yeah, I mean, credit where credit is due. I, I suppose I did do something. <laughs> yeah, no, it ended up working out really well. So that that property um, I bought in September, 2021, appreciated 25% in the next eight months. Mm. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, well, the bank, you know, valued it at X, X dollars. I can pull out some equity and go again. And at the same time that I settled, I had the YouTube algorithm had just afforded me with um, with your face and you started popping up all over the place. <laughs> no ads, by the way, just the recommendations. <laughs> Recommended videos, I don't do ads. <laughs> and I started listening to you then. And I'm like, okay, this guy is kind of cool. Um, you know, he's pragmatic, he's data-driven, he's objective, but he also seems honest as well. Um, so that in itself, by the way, PK made me feel like skeptical because I had never come across that sort of feeling with anyone in the property industry to that date. Uh, and not even the buyer's agent who was, you know, really nice to me. It actually took me a lot to execute and sign that dotted line. I was like, what if he's selling me a dud or a lemon? And, you know, he's, he's just offloading to me. Does he actually care about me? I don't know. Hmm. So, so those sort of things were going through my head, but yeah, I came across you and then, um, yeah, I was just ready for number two. And then, a couple of months ago, I seriously started considering the course. Um, I actually jumped into Property Chat. There's a whole thread about you in there. And and um, I remember I wrote in there, literally, um, I would never use a, a course because I thought I would never be someone that would actually need something like that, um, I suppose. And 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 like, because I've always got that, I subscribe to, I think Elon Musk said it, you know, everything's available online for free. And it's kind of true. But the thing about that is, well, you end up doing what I did and spend three years sifting through all that information to sort of cleanse it. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I sort of started considering the course. Um, I thought I was never going to do it. Um, and then I was ready to purchase my next one. And uh, I got on your website and I started getting a little bit confused. And, you know, we've, we spoke about this a little bit. <laughs> and, and there's a Rock there was has a given part. me some web, web, uh, website improvement <laughs> ideas, by the way, which, um, yeah, hang on to or, or watch out for. Go on, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. No worries. And I was just, yeah, I wasn't sure about what I was skeptical most about was number one, what are you doing with the data and, and how, to, how is it like displayed in the course? I couldn't find that on your website mm-hmm. at all. Um, and then number two, I guess, uh, what, like, how do I know I'm going to get my, you know, my value for money essentially, because I, I, like I said to you, it wasn't about the dollars themselves. I was happy to spend that money because if you think about it, you know, buyer's agents, 12,000, 13, 14, $15,000. Um, I don't know if I can say the price of your course or it's changed now, you know, it's maybe half that if you think about it. Yeah. (laughs) 6k it's half that if, if, if I just got like even an ounce of, um, value, whether it's, you know, let's just say without all of the growth that I could get in a property by buying well with your course, um, spending 6K, but learning how to do it all myself, that's value in that just now. Um, and that, that it sort of just like pays dividends itself. So it pays for itself. That's the way I viewed it. So it wasn't a money thing for me. It was more like I couldn't understand the the value that I was going to get. And I was confused about that. And I, I remember one night I was sitting there on my laptop and I started messaging all these people. And I didn't know if it was you or not. I, I messaged some number and it was you. I messaged a, you on Messenger. And I was like, hey, like, I'm really confused. I kind of want to do the course, but like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of it. And I think, yeah, speaking to you helped me sort of get over that hump, essentially. And then um, speaking to your guys on the, I don't know if you call it a sales call or whatever, but a, a discovery strategy call, um, you know, I went through 20 or so questions and I think they were quite technical and, uh, yeah, I just had all those questions answered. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do it. I, I feel good about this. Let's do it. Yeah. 
Now, there's one thing I want to bring up, and you've mentioned property chat a couple of times, and we talked about this before off air. You know, when someone is a brand new property investor, for property investment companies, and I'm not saying everyone's like this, but it's almost like the lion chasing the prey. And the prey doesn't know that the lion is chasing them, and they don't know where they're going to pounce on them from. And so, like, there's this thread recently, and I don't want to name any names, but, you know, these guys are pretty big. They have a pretty big podcast as well. You know, and, and you know, I, I don't want to say anything bad about them, but you know, they they one of their clients has bought in a location where it's like grown exorbitant amount, and you know, the yield is not even that good, like it's under four and a half percent or under four percent, something like that. And you know, when you ask their clients on a public forum, like, why did your buyer's agent buy in that location for you? You know, it's don't you know it's grown already so much, and don't you know that the cash flow is not good? And they they don't know the answer, so they're like the client himself says, oh, "Look, I'm not really looking for growth. Or I'm not really looking for cash flow." It's like, well, like what are you looking for? Yeah, what do you yeah. like? Has the buyer's agent not told you? what you should be doing or yeah. you know they talk about a wealth creation they talk about a long-term strategy i think buyers agents and there's good ones as well and i i you know for all of you 75 buyers agents in my course i love you this is not necessarily about you but there's so many of them that you know just treat it like a transaction and even after the transaction the client has a property but the client has no knowledge of whether it's yeah. a good property, whether the, the buyer's agent's done a good job or not, whether it's going to do anything. So that's like a bit like you. And I don't want to like kind of toot my own horn, but it kind of infuriates me because there's like mm. a good person who's just spent $500,000 on a property. And it's like, you know, knowing what we do now, Rocco, it's like, oh man, like that yeah. was a mistake. Well, you know, like like I, I saw that thread and 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 the reason why I knew it appreciated 70% is because my first property is in the in a similar area. So I knew how much it went up. And so I thought like, I just asked the person, hey, like, you know, why why did you guys choose this? And like you said, just no no idea of it. And that's the sad thing, I think. It's like, yeah, they're, they're left with something. And these aren't, you know, these aren't uh, ETFs or uh, managed funds that are liquid and you can just go sell. This is... This is a home with huge debt on it. Um, you know, there's, it takes a little bit to unravel all of that stuff. So now this poor person, you know, it's not the worst thing that could ever happen to someone. I'm sure there's more terrible stories. If you've got a property that's not going to, you know, potentially not going to grow and doesn't yield that well, sure, that's not that bad. But, you know, they're left with this and it's not, is that really serving them? Is that really helping them with their strategy? Yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. And, and I, I want to sort of ask you these questions because I can say whatever I want and and make stuff up but it comes better coming <laughs> coming from you you know there's um and I, I love my competitors and I like to have the mindset that you know you only really compete with yourself because with an abundant mindset there's enough money there's enough resources there's enough love yeah. for everyone you know you're not you don't need to push someone else down to put yourself up. But nonetheless, I there are some competitors of, of mine out there when they post on on their Facebook, you know, their, their deals. And there's one that has an upcoming YouTube channel often copying my videos. But, um, you know, they, they say things like, I'll read it out. Don't risk going it alone unless you, you know, 100% sure what you're doing. That's the first sort of marketing spiel. The second thing is they say that, you know, leave it to the professionals. Don't try to understand the data yourself. The third thing they say is that you don't need 
education, you know, you need a done for you solution. And they talk about data, they talk about their in-house data systems. And then when you actually come to it, and, and I'll ask you how you came to it, you find that actually they're investing in the same locations <laughs> that my clients are investing in, and the, my clients are doing it themselves and saving literally tens of thousands of dollars of fees. So I, I don't want to, you know, defame anyone. So please don't mention their names. But um like what could you sort of explain whether it's true that you do need to outsource it whether it's true that you know you can only analyze the data if you're some sort of you know technical genius and if it's true that you know education can't quickly replace a buyer's agent uh well i think the first thing i want to touch on is when whenever i see businesses sort of taking shots at other people i think that's more a reflection on them uh, than anything else like that just talks about insecurity so it's it's sort of like when you're when you're looking at other people and you know you're saying this person does this or that it's it's just your own insecurities that are reflecting back at you so you know as a business it's yeah, I think it's quite telling for me so if I saw that I would move away um, the the other things you asked I've sort of forgot them because you said a fair bit in that little that little sentence but you were saying do you need like essentially to, oh. the argument of um, uh, you know these guys is that we are experts in data. You can never learn it yourself. That that's oh, one, okay. and therefore yeah. you need to outsource. No, I mean absolutely not. I guess I, like you've got hundreds, and well, I don't even know how many clients you have, but there's hundreds of us as proof that that's not true. Um, simply because this stuff isn't rocket science, guys. Like it really isn't. It's it's made to seem like it's rocket science, but it's really not. So when you peel back the veil and you demystify this whole process, it's it's actually like and I, I, I'll, I'll sort of drive this home, uh, this part home with a point. Um, when I finished the course and I joined the mentorship calls every week because I like learning more and more. And I asked heaps of questions at the start, but I finished the course and like you go through everything. And I was like, oh, like, I feel like I kind of know most things now, you know, like I feel very <laughs> comfortable because, yeah, it's literally not rocket science. And, you know, going back to your original question about the data, you don't need to be a data scientist to know this stuff. You've done the work under the hood to, you know, build that model to make sure that everything's correlated and the weightings for those correlations, um, which is one of the things I wanted to know before I joined your course. I was like, what's this guy doing? You know, <laughs> what's he doing with the data? But um, yeah, like, no, absolutely not. You don't need to. It's, it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's a system that you follow. Um, you know, it's, it's like any other system. It's not perfect, uh, but it's better than anything I've ever seen. Um, and I'm sure that it's better than anything that's out there. Like, like I said, I'm very, I'm someone that's very hard to impress. And I think PK, I messaged you in week two. So I finished week two of the course, which is the suburb selection system. And I remember I said to you, thank you so much. I feel like I've got enough, like I've got more value than my $6,000 essentially. And that was at week two and yeah. I hadn't even seen anything else. And I think with courses at one point I want to touch on, and I said this to you is that most people overpromise and under deliver. So that's where you've got all those marketing tactics and, you know, you're, you're being sold to. Uh, but you were the complete opposite, which I think is really awesome. Uh, you underpromised and over-delivered. So when I jumped into the course and then I realized all the extra stuff that was happening, I was like, okay, I get to email PK when I have a deal and speak to him uh, and your team essentially. Um, and, and, you know, basically being walked through that whole process, I get these tools and templates that I didn't even know about. Um, I have contacts of people that are in the industry, so I don't really need to go and like, you need to do your due diligence and vet those people, obviously. 
but they're there for me and I can contact them. I actually didn't end up using them because I went and did it myself. I'm kind of like that, you know, but it's there. I was like, this is all really awesome stuff that I had no idea was in here. And then the mentorship calls and, you know, everything all together. So, yeah. It's a good feeling to be able to do it yourself. Like there's a sense of satisfaction. One of the key reasons why I think people use a buyer's agent or a property investment company or something like that is they think, I just don't have any confidence. You know, I, I don't want to make a mistake. This first property, the second property is so important, but you got to almost, and you won't hear this kind of content anywhere else. And once again, I, I hope I'm not coming across as negative, but you got to understand the person's business model. So, you know, like when buyer's agents come out and say, you know, I've been offered this, you know, exclusive property um, because I have really good relationships with the sales agent. I've known them for five years. The first thing that you should be asking is why do you know that sales agent from that same suburb for five years? Like surely if that suburb was any good, it would have grown in that time period, in which case <laughs> you would have moved away from that area because there'll be other places that are about to grow. So those yeah. relationships should always be changing anyway. And the second thing I hear as well is that, you know, this, we've got an amazing deal. It's $450,000, you know, you need to take it or, you know, it's someone else is going to take it. You know, anyone who's watching you, if you've used a buyer's agent, you know what I'm talking about. The reality is that for most of these bigger buyer's agents, the other person who's going to take it is another client. It's not the free market. And mm. so let's say the valuation was 430. The reason the sales agent is giving it to them in the first place is because they know that the buyer's agent can sell it for 450 because they have all this demand in a container. And if you, Rocco, say, ah, oh, look, I don't think that's worth 450. I think it's worth 430. They'll be like, no, no, if you don't take it, this is going to get sold the next day. And yeah. it does get sold, but to another one of their clients. It's another yeah. client. Yeah. Right. So the business model, when you have more demand and supply in an area, that's obviously why suburbs grow, but that's also why um, you know, you can overpay for properties. Okay. That's really important to understand. Whereas if you know how to value properties yourself, you'll just let that one go. You'll let that ball pass to the keeper. I and see that all the time. It's supposed to be a free market though, right, PK? It's supposed to be a free market, but let's say the free market is saying that. Uh, the valuation's 430, okay? But artificially, the, the buyer's agent is creating this demand oh, yeah. where he's convinced 10 clients that the valuation is actually 480. Then there's this temporary upwards valuation. That's mm. free market. You know, he, he they can do whatever they want. But then what happens is that in six months' time, those prices don't hold, right? Yeah. Or unless you're in the middle of a boom. You know, in 10 months time, those prices don't hold. They come down because that buyer's agent has maybe moved to another area. So that's like, it's it's a big bugbear for me. And that creates pressure on, on the clients as well. Whereas if you can learn to do it yourself. And and let me ask you the question, Rock. I know we're kind of um, going on for a bit here, but <laughs> how hard is valuation? Like how hard is valuation in negotiation? Uh, with valuation for me, I already had a bit of experience in it. Um, one of, one of my mates is a property developer, so he's given me his RP data. So I had his login. So really, uh, thank you to him. And that helped me a lot. So I had a kind of not saying that I just used the numbers on there, but I had all of the background data on property. So I could do the comparative market analysis, everything that real estate agents did. Um, so yeah, I mean, comparative analysis is really just like, you know, looking at 
this looks like that property. They're very similar in age and, you know, the configuration in the quality, um, et cetera. And it's like, this one sold for this, for, for X, this one sold for Y. So what is the one that I'm going for worth? It's, it's yeah, again, it's not rocket science. Um, yeah, valuation, negotiation. I think that's where like probably depending on your personality and who you are, like for me, one of the hurdles of negotiation was I had to really push myself to get on the phone with say agents every week. Um, you know, that's something that you recommend that we do. And um, I had a list of agents that I go through. And sometimes like, I think it was just a bit demotivating because you'd call them and it, they were just like, you could just tell I was buying in a kind of a, like a, I guess a lukewarm market. So it wasn't super hot, but some of the agents were like, Oh, you again, like you guys again, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, come on. <laughs> and, and I had actually had some nasty, um, you know, SMSs from agents saying like, if you, if you want these off market opportunities, you need to respond to these messages. And I was just like, no, I've, I didn't say anything to them. I just left it, but I gave you my criteria. You're still sending me properties that don't match them. So like, what do you want from me? And you're asking mm. me to value stuff without any photos as well. Um, but yeah, so that like, yeah, I think like going back full circle negotiation is definitely something that can be learned. Anyone can do it. Um, the tactics and I guess that and they're not tactics in terms of like, you know, insidious tactics. It's really just behavioral psychology. It's like pretty much it's just being a human, you know, <laughs> that's really all it is. Like people think there's like this, like, yeah, there's like these tactics that you need to play. But um, at the end of the day, just think of it like having a chat with a mate essentially. And, and, you know, think about when you go on Gumtree or Facebook and you're like trying to buy something. It's like, Hey, you know, um, will you take this for that? And they go, no. And then you go, okay, will you take this? And they're like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like, that's honestly, that's just what buyers agents are doing. Like they're calling their, their sales agent, let's name him Scott. And they're like, Oh, you know, like I reckon I have a buyer for 450. You reckon you'd take that? You're like, yep. All right, done deal. You know, so <laughs> that's basically yeah. what it is. It's not, yeah, it's not rocket science. And I mean, I, I'm I'm just kind of beating a dead horse here, but I, I really do think that people should give property investing a go first by themselves, even without my course. A bit like you, Rocco. You know, you spent some time, maybe too long, procrastinating yeah. or, or going around in yeah. circles, but at least give it a go. And then you'll at least be able to see okay, if you do need help, who can you trust? And I honestly think that if you don't have four or five hours a week, then like, don't do the course, right? Because you need to put some time in, you need three, four, five hours a week, and you can buy a property within a couple of months. But honestly speaking, if you have that time, and you know, even if you have kids, you have, uh, you know, husband, wife, you work jobs, you know, all that kind of thing, you can do this. It's pretty, it's pretty do It's like hundreds of clients are testament to that fact. You would only go to a buyer's agent if they were your best friend or B, if you had zero time, like, would your you agree for, with that? You... I would say so. Yeah. If you're like, I think BAs have their place, but I would, you know, if it was for me, if you guys need to use a BA, like come to me and I'll do the due diligence for you and make sure that they're not going to screw you over. Um, yeah, you're either time poor or you don't have much of a passion in property. Um, but I guess yeah. like why are you here in the first place, essentially, um, you know, I, sort of the same reason why people go to financial planners to invest and manage funds when you can do it yourself. Yeah, I think like I, I'd say, yeah, that's it's, it's pretty much super accurate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Why do you on. think of it? The analogy that I also sometimes use is like oftentimes financial planners and financial advisors, they make most of their money by selling insurance product, you know, permanent disability insurance, income insurance, life insurance. You could just do this yourself without paying them a three, $400 brokerage fee or a $5,000 yeah, exactly. statement advice. So it's the same. Uh, and, that, and that's it. So, and I think the biggest part is like uh, feeling empowered for yourself. So 
I, I remember I emailed you guys and I was like, hey, I, like, I'm very detailed. So sorry for all of my words and my long emails, but uh, <laughs> I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, you know, like as I was typing, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I've been sitting at my desk in Adelaide doing everything from home. I've literally gone through this entire process. I did your course in about two weeks. I was getting up every morning at like six o'clock before work, smashing it in, putting you at 1.5 times so I could cram your words into my brain a bit faster, you know, getting it in. And then, and then like a month later, I purchased and I was under contract. And then it just hit me. I was like, wow, I have all of the tools and skills and I feel empowered and I'm self-confident um, to do this again and again and again and again myself. Um you know, and even other people, like I've even reached out to family and friends a little bit and we've spoken about this and I've said, hey, I'm, I'm in this course. Um, and at first I was like, I didn't want to tell people I'm part of a course because people would be like, oh, roll their eyes and be like, oh, yeah, sure. You, you've probably <laughs> like got Amway, to some... you're going to try. Yeah. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, you know, like I think um, people know who I am. So when I talk to like, okay, Rocco's done his due diligence, like my friends know what I'm like yeah. um, with this sort of stuff. And, and yeah, like I've reached out to them and say, Hey, look, if you, if you're comfortable with owning anywhere in Australia, I can literally perform like probably the, the top 1% buyers agents in, in the country. Uh, we all can really, they're like, we're equipped to, to perform like a um, professional investor, you know, and that's how I feel. So, I mean, I think that's pretty powerful. And I said to you uh, a little while ago, um, you know, the money, like we were talking about the money before. Uh, the money wasn't really much like it wasn't really a big consideration to me I mean obviously you don't want to spend six thousand dollars for nothing but I think it's pretty amazing when um, I've spent money but then I, I feel so grateful and for what what you've taught me I suppose and all of us and just the knowledge that we've we've sort of upskilled with and I've upskilled with and the way that I feel now and I think it's just you know you get into this cycle where it's like a positive feedback loop of like you know like I just I guess what I'm saying is very grateful so thank you no, right back at you. I'm very grateful to you and and the community as well. Like the course was really built by the community, you know, like we're on, I think, version four or five or something like that. And, you know, it's the idea came from the community. The The course modules came from the community. The community itself sells the course itself. Like, you know, they, they, they talk about it just like you are to other people. All the feedback yeah. has been incorporated and it's like, it just works. And I never, I've said this before, I've done like, you know, 70, 80 client interviews. I've said this before, I never thought it would actually work this well. <laughs> like that is mm. the honest truth. Five years ago, when I just had, started helping family and friends for free, I never thought they would get the success and it's just gone from strength to strength. So, you know, when you say you're grateful, I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm always grateful for people putting trust in me, even like, especially after they've publicly in property chat said that they don't trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it wasn't, it wasn't you. It was more like the course. I didn't trust what, what yeah, you yeah. had built essentially, but yeah, I mean, like, like what you just said then is so true, but you know, if you go out there to the world and you are honest and you act with integrity and you just actually want to help people like you do, um, and yeah, you're just being honest, then you, you get this like really positive feedback loop and you start, you start building a bit of a tribe and you get these people, all of a sudden there's people around you. And, and, and I think that's actually, I might touch on um, a really cool part of the course is I've met really cool people through the course. Um, just by me like typing on the forum, the, the private community, um, and then people will message me and say, hey, can we chat? Like, I really like the way that you have done your analysis or I, li I like the way you think. And then we get on the phone and we talk for a couple of hours and it's just really cool. I spoke to um, one of your guys last night and that was really awesome. So I think that's that's like another part of it too, like the community aspect. And we sort of, it's cool because we feel like 
I feel like anyway, like we're, I guess this, we're all like-minded, you know, we, we all came exactly the journey that you had when you started and you were confused is everything that we've gone through. So it's like, it's almost kind of, kind of like karmic in a way, because we're like living that life over and over and over and over. And then you're solving that problem for us. So sort of weird, but beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just grateful. You know, this is the, for me, this is like the best job in the world, you know, like B2C, you're actually helping people not just helping companies by corp climbing the corporate ladder. So yeah, yeah I kind of, once again, it's, it's very cliche of me to say this, but like somehow or other like pursuit of happiness came up last night on my feed. And I was like, watch like a two minute video on it. Um, you know, that scene where Will Smith and his son are in the bathroom um, in the train station. I don't know if you've seen that movie, Rocco. I've but seen it a long time ago. Yeah. It's like yeah. very emotional. You know, he's like, he's down and out. Like they literally need to sleep in the, the bathroom at the train station because they have nowhere else to go. And I was just thinking like, you know, I watched that movie and I, I, I might get this wrong, like maybe 2007 when it came out or whatever. And I had like this much to my name. Right. And like now there's, there's more than that, but it's like you only achieve wealth if you're actually adding value to people's lives. Right. That is Correct. the only way you achieve true wealth. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful because it's not done by me. I believe it's something more <clears throat> spiritual than that, but I'm grateful to have been a part of so many people's lives and yeah, hopefully I don't screw up. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I think you've been okay so far. And, that, and that's a lesson too. Like, you know, um, and I've learned this in my own journey. You don't necessarily chase the money because the more you chase it, the more it kind of runs away from you because if you're just focusing on money, that's actually not what most people want. Like we don't really want money. Money is, you know, it's just a medium of exchange essentially that opens up doors of opportunities. What we're really looking for is um, agency. That's what we're all looking for. We want uh, we want freedom. So I look at it as buying back your own time. But the more you chase money, the more it goes away from you. So, you know, instead focus on helping others and giving value back to the world. And then the funny thing that happens is that money comes along with that too. Yeah. And, and the money that you make is simply a reflection on the lives that you've touched. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool. And it was a realization I had um, a little while ago and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, no, well said. All right. Well, look, let's, let's wrap it up there. Thank you so much, Rocco. We don't even talk about your property, but just trust us. No, it's a good one. <laughs> it, it, it was pretty good. Got an under market value about uh, 10 to 15 K. So yeah worked out well it's, cool. it's um i'm settling at the moment so i've just gone unconditional cool awesome yeah. all right and i'm awesome. getting ready for number three so and then guess what i don't need to spend any more money i've already bought the course and i got it for life <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's i mean that's that's it right all right thank you so much rocco i, I really Thanks, appreciate, it. appreciate it cool.